wow, see, audio issues. <laughs> and then it turns into the the recording not being uploaded correctly. I'm going to chalk it up to the joys of uh, parenting, joys of fatherhood, but either way, where's we at? Memphis? Friday Night Smackdown? It's the podcast from the shadows. It's Blake doing the damn thing. WWE. So what's good, y'all? Uh, like we said, it's from Memphis last night. A lot of Jerry King Lawler plugs. King's Bar and Grill. Show sure Otis had a great time. Uh, uh, all in all, I mean, first SmackDown of uh, 2020 on Fox. I'm, y'all know I'm not really going to complain about it. I mean, it was... I, I want to say a stand to show as we continue to build toward the Rumble. We have Roman... Uh, de- declare his entry into the to the event. Him and Daniel Bryan have a little bit of a seemingly brewing rivalry. If memory serves correct, these guys are a pretty good tag team, also, just as far as the storyline goes. But uh, yeah. Otis and Mandy's storyline is getting that patented McMahon slow burn, and all in all. With all of the complaints that the WWE Universe can have toward both brands uh, right now, excluding NXT for obvious reasons, um, I can definitely say that both shows are starting to feel like they both have their own separate identities. And that's a good thing. So, uh, very enjoyable show when you're looking at it from that standpoint. Like, seeing what the differences are between Raw and SmackDown. Of course, we know there's one person running it all. But with the aid and the enhancement that he's being that he's providing for himself, it's, uh, things are shaping up real nice. I'm actually a little excited about the Rumble. You know, it's, it's a good vibe going into it. So, we open up the show with uh, Dana Brooke and Lacey Evans. Taking on Sasha Banks and the SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey, get it right, and Alexa. Well, excuse me, Bliss Cross Applesauce. I do not forget about Nikki Cross at all. Uh, right now, I think Bliss is more of the focal point just because of the obvious. But we need to see some some crazy Nikki Cross moments just to balance out, uh, you know, the dynamic between herself and Bliss. You know, like. We can see the applesauce with the two of them being, you know, a unit. But we definitely want to see, uh, uh, you know, just what makes Nikki Cross Nikki Cross. You know, as far as the, uh, you know, just the character development goes. Like, these are two former women's tag team champions. And if we are to continue, you know, developing the women's division, then why not start giving us a little bit more of the in-depth character uh, analysis and development or give us the opportunities to do that so we can find that organic bond with the characters that everybody wants us to have with the superstars. So, whatever. They came out, didn't really have a reason to be in the match, but a good reminder from Nikki, like, nah, we want to still have the tag team championships, so... Let's go ahead and get in there. That's good stuff. I actually think if the WWE Universe is listening, it's like, look, we're getting superstars over. Now, I'm not taking away from Sasha, Bailey, Dana, or Lacey with this. But 
we do need to see some newer women in the division be established. Right now, we're seeing that with Lacey Evans. We've seen it take place on Raw while she was there taking on Natty. We've seen it take on Becky a couple of times. Well, not even a couple, a few times. And, uh, you know, regardless of that, we've seen now she's she's getting cheered like a baby face. She's actually getting good reactions from the crowd. And, I mean, even if the storyline was cheap heat, it's still, you know, it did its job this time around, you know. And she's obviously getting better. Dana Brooke takes the pin in this match. It was a fun, you know, triple threat for the most. Yeah, triple threat tag team match. It was good. Uh, Dana Brooke showed some real good in-ring, like, just in-ring skill. I, I was enjoying the bits I did see. I believe it was her and uh, Bliss in there going at it. And, I mean, it was good stuff, you know, for the most. Dana, Dana Brooke takes the pin. Pardon me. You see how accustomed we are to hearing that or seeing that? But, no, Dana Brooke actually picks up the victory over... Uh, Sasha Banks, and now we potentially have a new superstar, uh, you know, being formed right in front of our eyes in Dana Brooke, so she could have a very good 2020, here's to optimism for that, we'll just see how it goes, uh, so all in all, that was a good opening segment, it was, you know, they got their fight going, they had a reason to fight, and they had a good fight, so we'll see how it continues to uh, build throughout the weeks, and the next segment we had was between Chad Gable. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. It was Chad Gable and Dash Wilder. I. I'm not really a fan of this. 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 I am all right with it. Like Chad got that. Got those ricochet vibes, and I'm not talking down on him. Like the whole gimmick is. It's. It's good for inspirational purposes. You know what I mean? It's good for the ones in the crowd that are actually getting bullied. Just like Otis taking his shirt off is good for the ones in the crowd with the beer belly. You know, like, it, it's good. So, I'm not complaining about it. It's just really, like, like it makes me think about how WWE TV is it's, it's something in there for everyone. You know, it's variety and people do want to get behind the Shorty G character comes out has this great moment and well he has a cool match him and dash did they thing it was fun i think scott dawson tried to interfere a couple of times nothing, nothing wrong with it it was good stuff i believe uh gable picked up the victory but in comes the revival because they're upset about it uh complete beat down you know how this goes and uh i'm thinking maybe ali was gonna come out and save the day because we did get that uh, really cool video package from him a couple of weeks back. Eh, eh, no, no. Because you know who we were getting more video packages from in the back? Not even video packages, but you know what I'm saying. We had Sheamus come on out with the old dude and the the intensity, and he's looking jacked right now just because of those Celtic Warrior workouts. So it's good to see him back. He came in thinking he was going for the save on, uh, who's it? Going for the save on Shorty G. No, he delivered an awesome bro kick, which, and this is where we'll go ahead with it. Shorty G sold beautifully. And, I mean, he landed on the back of his head. He sat up on that. It was just the back of his head and the shoulders. Good stuff. Excellent, excellent. Like, I'm, it, this is exactly what you could want with one with a return. I've uh, heard a little from the naysayers in the WWE Universe that it, how are we going to, 
like it's nobody only one person is going to come out on top here no one's going to walk out of this looking you know any stronger and i mean we do get the david versus goliath a bit much Sheamus just got back are we really about to be jobbing him out if we had shorty g on tv for a couple a couple more weeks you know in in the recent time but i mean it was the holiday but if we had shorty g on tv picking up a couple of wins on you know just on live television then it would mean a little more that now you know Sheamus is coming through and beating up on him. It's already past that now, and we're gonna probably end up getting Sheamus and Shorty G. But um, I mean, it, you know what it is above anything, compelling. Oh no, because we know that one of them is gonna look worse if they lose. Well, there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser. You know, like we want, we want Shorty G to win, right? <laughs> I thought Ali was gonna come out for the save, man. I, I really did, but I believe Shorty G is the one that's supposed to come out on top here. If not, uh, I believe he could just fade to obscurity unless he picks up a real big win after he would take a potential L to Sheamus. And I mean, Sheamus come back, beat up Shorty G. That would kind of just propel him into the next rivalry with whoever it may be. Uh, he's cleaning up the SmackDown locker room. Looks like he's only beating up the baby faces, in my opinion. I don't know. Like, he was talking a lot of heel talk in the promo packages. So, we'll see uh, if... Uh, we'll just see how it goes. I'm not I'm not against him. I'm, I'm interested enough to uh, be, uh, be optimistic about what this could evolve into in some weeks. You know, like we, if anything, if we learned anything from the Lana Lashley storyline, is that these these crazy stories may start out like, no, we don't want this, but it's technically something that we all probably don't even know we want. Sometimes I'm not saying WWE should go crazy and start throwing all of the spaghetti at the ceiling, no, and and just hoping it all sticks, no. But that patented slow burn is something that has paid dividends and just history shows it. You know, we, we, we've had certain things just really done correctly. And there's a balance. You don't want to just have a bunch of filler outside of the slow burn storylines. So it, it turns into a very interesting uh, game of balance. So we'll just see how this metronome swings. And, um, yeah, that's Shorty Gable. Congratulations, <laughs> Sheamus, on coming back. And, um, yeah, everybody was looking high, and the revival looked great. Let's just get that straight. I like how WWE is doing this whole, like, you know, real element to, like, bringing things up, like Becky bringing up the contract. These guys kind of bringing up the idea that they'll be, you know, jokey characters and such like that. Like, it was, it's good stuff. And I'm, I'm hoping for the best, honestly. So uh, with that, uh, what was it? Backstage earlier in the show, we had uh, Kofi Kingston and Big E with the 2020 pancakes. Look, there was a moment in time where I was sick of the pancakes. I'm not even going front. I was a little mad at them. I'm I'm not against either. I think pancakes and waffles are, you know, it, it's it, it, I want to say apples and oranges, you know. But you know, like, I'm a French toast man myself. But it's uh, it was all right. It, it, it's all right. Like I thought that was a nice way. It's, Bringing small bits of the magic back here and there, you know, just to be that comical, you know, 
duo so far, Get Well Woods, that they've been. They've been doing an excellent job in his absence, and uh, we can't wait for him to get back. But the 2020 pancakes with the syrup and all that, perfect. Just perfect. It was good. Miz started the show uh, talking to Daniel Bryan, like, oh, beat Daniel Bryan for, I mean, beat Daniel Bryan, pardon me. Beat The Fiend. You got to bring the championship home for all of us, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, there was that. It was a look in Mrs. Oz during that promo where I said, wait a minute. That that Miz looks familiar. Now, when he was running around with Shane, what was that? I guess sometime last year, maybe a year before that. I don't even remember anymore. But it was nice to see Miz try to uh, refresh his character with being like the babyface type and such like that. Now, at this point of the game, with him doing that and going through all he's went through, I think it's about time we get some uh, some heel Miz. We need the Miz back, you know? Like, like heel Miz is who made the Intercontinental Championship prestigious. We don't care about the WWE win. Oh, he made an event at WrestleMania. I'm not going down talk that because that is a great honor. But, man, I wasn't even watching then. I just heard he was the champ. And a lot of people in the WWE universe are... You know, I, I I don't I don't know the opinions, but I've heard that they weren't a huge fan of that that time. Either way, he got the Intercontinental Championship, and it was actually a, a thing. Like it was it was relevant, you know. And he was he was good in that character. So we started seeing little shades of that uh, last night. He runs up on uh, the New Day, and they're trying to cheer him up. He's pissed off, clearly and obviously. You know, the fiend unmessed with his family. I mean, I've heard it. Uh, in certain areas, like, all right, but you lost, Miz. Like, that should be it. Now, just go ahead and let DB have his turn. And it's like, well, you know, I, I, I don't want to disagree with it, but it's like, what is Miz gonna bring to the, to the match that's any different? I've always wondered how the move sets were decided upon, you know, and how the match. Uh, how matches take place. Oh, it's an agent that helps call what well, makes the spots before. I don't even know. I play my lane when it comes to stuff like that. But I have always been interested. Like, does the person not know how to take the move? Or, like, there's so many different moves, but we're only relegated to a few. Like, like I, I can't... I, her superstar. I, I don't know. I, I just never really understood that. So, to see something completely different in what the Miz brings is what I would love to see, but I don't really see, I don't foresee it happening. So what is, how is he going to beat the Fiend? It's very clear. Pardon me, dealing with these nasties on the road. Anyway, it's very clear that, uh, you know, he, he didn't pick up the win. The, the Fiend came back in. We see a lot of his same moves, but a major part of his storytelling in the ring is that he can take a lot of moves. So, what is the Miz going to do? You know? And now, whatever. So, he's in a bad mood. Now, it might go a little underhanded. We'll get into this in a second. You know, him and uh, Kofi and E backstage. He drops the 2020 pancakes, which was like cardinal sin. I'm like, yo, Miz. But then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yo, Miz. You healing? You know, like, what, what's going on here? And, um, yeah, they get in the ring, and they have a, they have the match. Him and Kofi, good stuff. You know, like, Kofi accepted the challenge that The Miz was basically putting out there. And they had a, they had a decent match. 
It was good stuff from both sides. Miz did look a little more aggressive in there. And it's like, wait a minute. Are we really getting a Miz hit? Let's just keep watching the match. And yeah, we uh, we see Kofi pick up the victory off a quick roll-up victory. You know, Miz is in his own head clearly right now. If we play in the lane, then uh, I think that Miz, excuse me, I think that Mike the Mizan and Mike the Mizan and <laughs> but I think that Mike the Miz uh, can can try to think about better ways he can be more effective in the ring. I think that's something that we all think about. Like, oh, he's unraveling right before our very eyes. Shit, I'm over there tight knit, so I'm feeling like, man, if he's unraveling because of what's taking place with. The fiend and how he moved on his family, even though we haven't really seen anything like that. Like, he, Miz is clearly holding a grudge. You know, like he's mad about it. He mad. He, he's mad. He lost, and then he's trying to get DB to win the fight for him. So then they could. Fight. I don't know. I don't know. So we just need to see a little bit more out of what the Miz is trying to plan or or whatever. Because it's just like what I don't know. You know. So he's mad. Match is over. He goes in. Uh, beats up Kofi and uh, heads backstage uh, and he ran off from E that's like the cowardly heel tactic and it's like yo the people the people the people seemed that it seemed to me that the people were waiting to boo him again that's and with the you suck chance like the Memphis crowd I believe is alright usually so they were real quick to boo Miz. Hill turn solidified. You suck chance. And I mean, uh, Miz is backstage. Uh, we get Queen Catherine. Uh, Kelly trying to get an interview with the Miz. And uh, out walks John Morrison. And yay. <laughs> you know, like, great to see him. I thought that that was actually a, a very cool element added. Did it take away from a surprise entrance at the Royal Rumble? Stop reading the dirt sheets, right? But it kind of did, you know, like it kind of did. But at the same time, it was, it's a moment for SmackDown, you know, just like uh, Charlotte needed her moment on Raw. And just like uh, Liv Morgan being inserted into the Lashley Lana wedding storyline because it's the last row of the decade like what can we do to make this like even more amazing you they may have put just a little too much in but at the same time now it's like really really compelling it's like uh you're baking something and you add too much and now you got what you like you're baking cookies and you added too many chocolate chips well now you got a lot of chocolate in your cookie man like it, it may have been you may have put too much in but now you got a lot of chocolate in your cookie, you know. So that's what I feel like they were doing with uh, with that recent, you know, storyline and such like that. With uh, just uh, having Johnny Mundo come out, like now, okay, now we got a lot of chocolate in the cookie at Royal Rumble. We know Johnny Mundo's going to be out there. Wonder how that story is going to be told. I know the entrance is going to be awesome. It's top five all time best entrances ever, and. We're just uh, we're just waiting to see uh, how it all plays out. But yeah, Queen Catherine is hoping to get some words with the Miz 
Johnny Mundo come out and say, nah, he don't really feel like talking to nobody right now. And he's not going to. Well, is Mundo coming back at heel also? I don't know. It's going to be very, very, very interesting in the, the next couple of weeks. Like that, it's just, I, I see I see from those standpoints, not what they shouldn't have done. It's like, okay, they, they made this shit happen, part of my language, and... Now we ju- we're just gonna like now we now we know mo- now we know Morris is back. Okay, now what? You know, whatever though, right? Like we're just like okay, that was just a quick tease, and that's that's that. I hope to see something awesome. Now, uh, Otis, Mandy backstage, apologize. To, to, uh, it, it's a lot, man. I'm y'all seen the show. It was uh, he took on Drew Gulak, picked up the victory. It was a lot of fun, fat jokes. I'm not really a huge fan of all of the bullying. I don't really like calling it out too much. But shoot, if I know my spirit animal, Mr. McMahon had the paw prints all over this. Like, you look around, you're going to find some T-Rex tracks. I'm just saying. But whatever. It was um, it was a good match. Got to see the Caterpillar. Fun on commentary. You know, just good moments between... Uh, you know, those two. Gulak came out, tried bust his PowerPoint presentation, had a hilarious drawing of uh, Mandy and, and Otis. And it was whatever. It was good stuff. Uh, Mandy wants Ziggy to apologize. He's not going to. Well, we don't know if he's going to do it or not. It's like, is she into him? Is she not? Sonya Deville is on deck. Do not forget about Sonya Deville. You know, she was uh, excellent on screen. Even though she didn't say much, it's okay. It's okay, because we still love Sonya Deville over here. Very pro Sonya Deville channel on this side of things. And I do love all of the ladies equally, you know. But Sonya Deville is tough enough. Now, Otis defeats Drew Gulak in a cool match. It was all right. And um, we got Braun Strowman taking on Cesaro. Looking looking a little brand new with the black clad fit. Like it was a little bit. It was, he had a different type of luster to him. He got rid of the joggers. I was saying, like, if he's going to be, like, the transporter Neo from the Matrix type, throw him in a trench coat, you know, like, or have him come out in that suit again and rip it off. Like, I don't know, like, that, because now he got the little Matrix letters and numbers in the green and the colors and the new track, and Seamus is back to normal with his old track. That's going to be a good one. I don't know how those two are going to... uh I don't know how they're going to move around each other. It's going to be very interesting to see how they interact when they do now that he's with uh, Shinsuke and Sami Zayn. Is Braun Strowman going to win the United States, excuse me, the Intercontinental Championship and then have Sheamus come through and have a reason to call all of them losers? I don't know. This is, I'm just throwing stuff out there. I don't book the product, you know, so we'll just see how it all plays out. Either way, Cesaro and Braun Strowman went in there. They had a cool match. I guess that running power slam was driving the air out of too many people just off uh, Braun's uh, girthaceousness. <laughs> I'm joking. You know, that's, that's a strong man. And um, it, it, he picked up the victory running power slam. A lot of interferences. Damn near three on one. You know, but Strowman picked up the victory. looked very strong. I'm not upset about that at all. So... Uh, as we get into our main event, before that, let's run into 205, because 205 Live still 
still going strong. And I'm happy to say that. I'm happy to to watch the show and watch these superstars come through and, you know, just close out the show for the evening for Friday Night Smackdown, you know? Like, you can enjoy your Friday night. You know, like, it's... uh, if you're looking for that on a Friday night, you know, and these guys close out the show and they're out there giving 100% also. I would almost say we need the main event of a WrestleMania to have the 205 Live, potentially NXT vibes on the quickness of the, like, well, the pace of the match, let's say it like that, and the heavy hits of the match, the storytelling aspects of 205 Live, especially 205 of old when these guys were really representing 205 being the hardest hitting brand on WWE television. But this was before NXT absorbed these guys. And yes, NXT is the hardest hitting uh, brand of the three. And it says so because Survivor Series, don't ask me no questions. Now with that, uh, who do we have starting off 205 Live? We opened up the show with Danny Burch taking on Aria Davari. Well, I believe uh, Aria Davari picked up the victory. This guy's a 205 original. And he's not being a, a you know, a, a, a mic piece. He's not going to be a mouthpiece for anyone anymore. He doesn't care to be a manager. Whatever. Him and Danny Burch having a good old match. It's working out. And uh, before the end of the match comes through, El Luchadoro uh, apparently flies out of the crowd, has his mask on. And I'm thinking to myself, yo, I know who this is. I'm looking at the hair. I'm looking at the streaks in the back. I'm thinking to myself, I know this guy. And I'm planning on uh, saying who he is. But there isn't, I mean, there's a chance that it might not be him. Now, we haven't seen him in a while. And I'm starting to think about his storylines that he wasn't. The last time we did see him, he was turning on his mans. And it's just like, huh. Who other than the Brian Kendrick, the man with the plan, the man that started the Cruiserweight division? He comes in, grabs the microphone, reminds everyone that he started the Cruiserweight division. Was it back with Paul London in them days? You know, and I mean, the Billy Kidmans of the world and uh, the Ray Mysterios, all of that stuff, you know, like I, uh, you know, it was a good promo very heartfelt, very passionate. I was having a lot of uh, technical difficulties. I don't know if uh, it's just me dealing with that with the WWE Network, but uh, every so often, the feed will get cut. I try not to complain about anything, but that is something that pisses me off. If I'm paying my money each and every month, earned money, earned, you know, then, then have my shit right, please. And I don't mean to use you know, foul language and saying that, but I mean, this is something that I care about and I don't want to miss moments. Next match we had up was the Bollywood boys, Sumir and Sunil. Uh, I believe, I don't even want to mess up the name, but one of them is a new father. So shouts to, uh, the child, the, the, uh, his new son. I don't even want to mess up his son's name, but it starts with a G ends with an R and has an N and an EE in it. I Gouvenir, I don't I don't want to mess it up. I would I feel so disrespectful. You know, but these guys they they're a fun comedy act. You know, and they they definitely have been 
in on all of the brands. They've been featured on all of the brands. You know, like they come out, they be ridiculous. It might really get over with larger crowds, you know, the real crowd, SmackDown crowd, NXT crowd, 205 crowd. They just haven't gone to NXT UK yet. And I I don't know how they would be received over on that side because they seem like they definitely have their own things going on in the NXT UK universe. But uh, or the, let's just call it. Yeah, it is called the universe. Uh, but uh, I mean, hey, whatever. So they went in there, had a good match. They had some regular dude, but then they had some seeming, like, uh, he was in there with the special needs gimmick, and it's like, bruh, are y'all really putting this dude out there to act like that? Whatever. Whatever. He's out there, they get, he gets beat up. <laughs> so they, they beat up a special needs opponent and an enhancement talent that's so... <laughs> Anyway, so they got that win. They got their very expensive camera on deck. And uh, it's good stuff. They scream into it. They do the little camera rolling the footage thing. It's, it's all good stuff. They do these silly little dance moves and hip thrusts. Uh, Phillips is uh, 8 out of 10 on commentary with these guys. You know, he's no Michael Cole or Christmas. <laughs> but, yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty fun. And, um... Yeah, we've got uh, we've got those two picking up the victory against Dos Locales. So we have uh, next up in the main event of 205 Live, uh, we had Tony Nese taking on Angel Garza one on one non-title to see if Tony Nese could get a you know get a title opportunity down the line if he picks up the win there, trying to get back <coughs> excuse me to his winning ways. From earlier. Now, honestly, I like Premier. I like Tony Nese a lot. I think he's a, I think he's a phenomenal talent in the ring. No pun intended with AJ. I think he's totally good. The problem with Tony Nese is he has, and I, you know, it's 2020, man. I just gotta keep it real. I don't wanna keep it too real. But I'm saying, he got that ricochet on the microphone, man. Too soft spoken. You niggas need some bit, part of my, part of my language. Neighbors. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, neighbors need uh, some bass in their chest. They need some intensity to them. You know, like, I need pissed off, angry characters. I need, I need, I need, okay, he's probably going to beat me up during the promo. During the match is already there. But I need that during the promo segments, during the backstage vignettes, all that. We need that. Please, excuse me. Uh-huh. Pardon that. Had a phone call come in. But, uh, yeah. All in all, we need to see that out of Tony Nese. Uh, we we want to see more more intensity. And that's, that, that's literally from the heart with someone that has been following him since the Classic. He was my pick in the Cruiserweight Classic initially. You know? And, you know, just following his, his story and seeing him win the championship and all that. You know? So, uh... And he's had some great matches. I've had, it was a, a, a first moment where they had the cowl on the announce table or the hoodie on the announce table. I believe it was him versus Noam Dar. And he did like what, some sort of power bomb or some one of the moves, back body or something. And Dar went through the table. Like what? That was the first time I've ever seen it. You know, I always respect Tony, but we need to see intensity. It can't just be like, yeah, I got eight abs and I'm better than you. We've seen moments and glimmers where he was like, 
a new character, but there was so many shifts and stuff like that going on that he kind of got lost in the sauce. It's okay, though. It's okay, because at the end of the day, we still believe in Tony Nese, but it's only one championship on, you know, in 205 Live. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how time continues to progress uh, with that superstar. Um, but all in all, Angel Garza did pick up the victory. I didn't like the, the little graphic with those two, the picture of those two on the, online, you know, one of the social media platforms. I just wasn't feeling it. Like, Angel Garza is actually pretty handsome. You know, and he should he should be portrayed like that since he is the new cruiserweight champion. Uh, heel versus heel for the main event of two hundred five live. It was it was okay. It was it was okay. It was good. You know, saw Garza doing his heel thing, and it was it was fun to keep the crowd you know entertained throughout. It was just good stuff for that main event in two hundred five live. So that was two hundred five fun show for the most. You know, and, you know, good character development and progressing some stories. So I'm not mad at that. Uh, Now we get to the main event of SmackDown, well, Friday Night SmackDown on Fox, where uh, we saw the big dog, Roman Reigns, and good old DB, who called himself DB on WWE television. Man, that that was cool for me personally. But yeah, we had. I'm pretty sure he ain't, I, it ain't the first time he did it. But it was it was cool, you know. Like I was like, oh look, he called himself DB. <laughs> you know who's scripting this? But um, yeah, we had uh, those two taking on King Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. Tag team match, good stuff, standard stuff. Both of them went at it. Uh, a good spear spot. That spot where Roman hit the spear, perfect moment. Good sequence. Uh, it was a very stiff Like, you know, Ziggy has the greatest moments selling But then it's moments where it's like Dang Mistimed that Like, if Ziggy would have took that knee to the head From a selling standpoint Then, uh, yeah, that would have looked that much more impactful But that running knee is You know, like, this is DB's thing With, with Dame Ryan This is his thing So it's like We want that to look as impactful as possible Either way uh, just like uh, Strowman made the King Shasta look great last night. Very cool. But, yeah, whatever. All in all, had to cut the commercial. Threw in some fiend laughter. Oh, man. Cut the commercial. That's fine. And uh, after that, they had the match. It was standard. Like uh, I mean, it was a, it was good because then we got the fiend to come out at the end. And it was just all awesome. And, you know, Bray looking all cool with the hair. And I'm not the hugest fan of the mask, but I don't think I'm supposed to be. But it was still like, oh, it was fun. You know, it was good to see, you know, Bray out there. You hear the people responding and reacting to him. And it's like, yeah, you know, that's that's what it's all about at the end of the day. They want to see him. They're not overdoing it, you know. But at the same time, they definitely are giving us that yeah he's the champion around here phil so that's what's up now okay i'll say this the mandible claw thing and this is probably something that couldn't happen just in the name of safety for the superstars but when he slammed brian through the barricade with that mandible claw bruh all i wish is that he stayed with it like don't just push him through you hold on to that and you go through that with him the fiend can take all of these hits right why not make it look as impactful as possible? We've saw it before with, uh, I believe he did that to Seth and he jumped. 
with that, that that was that was an awesome moment you know just just making it look cool like that that was cool you know so with that um the fiend looked good i'll give it a nine you know and then with but right before the lights you know cut the black you could see him breeze off so it uh like the way he just you know moved off camera real fast and you know it's like okay with well, he probably ran down the ring well ran under the ring or whatever like just take away from like do the whole suspension of disbelief thing real fast very very cool he he just off to it was it was dope i thought that was cool i thought that was very cool so that was smackdown live pardon me excuse me that was friday night smackdown on fox uh very good show everybody that was showcased was you know, they went out there and they did their thing. Nobody's trying to hurt themselves. Everybody seems like they're trying to keep themselves as fresh as possible for the Rumble with all things considered. And uh, I'm excited for the show. You know, I can't wait to see how next week goes. And this is what I mean with uh, the characters and the identities of both brands being established. Like, I'm I'm excited. And we all were excited to see how the Mandy Rose and uh, Otis storyline would continue this week on SmackDown. I'm always hyped to see... Uh, you know, Sasha Banks. What up, Sasha? Happy New Year. And uh, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bailey. You know, I, I'm always look forward to see, you know, how they're going to get in there and, you know, do the thing. And, um, you know, all the ladies that they think, Lacey, Dana, you know, Mandy, everybody that was everybody that was on TV. I thought it was a real cool week. You know, like, uh, it was fun stuff. New Day went out there, had a little bit of magic. Miz did a heel turn. We got the return. Oh, pardon me. So they beat up Roman after the fact. And then the Usos came back. Oh, with the haircuts and, you know, the energy and such like that. Saving a cousin. And it was, it's was it been a little while since they've used that angle with, you know, the, you know, the Usos helping out and, you know, running with Roman and such like that. So might get some good stuff. Might get some good stuff with that. I know it's going to be a six-man <laughs> but whatever I'm not mad at it And we'll just see how things uh, continue to progress But yeah, be responsible with your power folks Shouts to WWE for giving us another one First week of 2020 down Shit Well we well, we get into the Get into the starting point On the road to Wrestlemania So uh, yeah uh, We'll catch you guys uh, For the Monday Night Raw recap and review I already said everything else I needed to say. Shout out to somebody to bring you the podcast each and every week. And with that, peace.